0: Wardcast episode two hundred and fifty. Go! go. That's right. It's our two hundred and fiftieth episode. Our by Is I, that what you would call that?
1: you you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not a mathematician. You're not you're not a mathsman. I no, not a mathsmith. <laughs> uh Dylan, I make video games. I don't know a thing about math. Okay. Yeah, cuz you don't need to know
0: math to <laughs> to make or or do anything with video games. That's for sure. <laughs> Glad you paid for that art degree. That's right. <laughs> I know about colors. I know uh-huh. about shapes. Mm-hmm. I, Tints I, shades i got them
1: all hues values i I know about the rule of thirds Mm -hmm. uh
0: uh which has nothing to do with math uh i did in fact utilize the rule of thirds uh taking a picture just a little while ago i bought this lego pirate ship set the 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 real big one the lego ideas one it can be seen in the background yeah and well that's half of it right i was gonna say it doesn't even look done there's there's a there's a whole other half in the living room um but there is a they they have like a, just a bunch of barrels and like crates scattered around the entire set that you just put stuff in It mm-hmm. just sits in it loose, which always makes me nervous because mm-hmm. it'll just like spill out. But it's like bananas, and then there is like a shovel, and then like some oars, and then there is this Lego minifigure head, It's just regular yellow Lego minifigure head with like brown squiggles, like zigzags on it. Oh, so it's like a fruit of some kind. It's a like pineapple. A- Oh, okay. It's yeah. the it's the it's the fruit of the pineapple and then you get two single stud like little f- green flowery bits that you stack on top of and that's its pineapple. I was like, "Well, I need to take a picture of this pineapple."
1: <laughs> and
0: when the camera app came up, I was like, "Oh right, they have like golden ratio stuff that you can turn on in here." Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh first do the Dawn of a New Era, Sands Nelson. Rest in peace. He'll be uh, <laughs> so tragic that he died <laughs> on the way to his home planet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not even he's he's not here, and we're we're already out of rhythm. We haven't even introduced ourselves. I'm Dale Alvento, and I'm joined by Alex Damrath. Hello, hello, It's me again, uh, Alex. Let's start today off uh, with one of two possible uh, topics. Uh, in my hands, I have a lighthearted topic. And in my other hand, I have a serious topic. Which one would you like to start with? Oh, boy. Uh, all right. You know what? It's been that kind of day. Let's go with the lighthearted. All right. Post Malone is doing a virtual Pokemon <laughs> concert for some goddamn reason. <laughs> uh, so, you, so all you've seen is that they announced it. Have you seen the video? Have you seen the, no. the trailer for it? Have you seen the picture of him? I've seen the picture of him, which digitized. is like every
1: picture of Post Malone. Oh
0: come on, just he's not—he's creepily smooth. They pixelified I... <laughs> Post Malone, which doesn't doesn't work for him. Yeah, he's it's like a naturally kind of leathery guy. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when you get a bunch of tattoos on your face. I don't think your, your skin reacts very well, right? To it. Yeah, oh, but it no it. This picture will haunt me for the rest of my days. Are you okay? I'm yeah, I'm sorry. I found it
1: before you sent it to me. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. I just you can't <laughs> It's really funny. I was about to say, like, Pokemon's a utopia. There's no tattoos in Utopia. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Um It's just, you know, it's so uh um god why does he have stay away written on his forehead that's like almost as bad as the damaged
0: i was about to say (laughs) i almost forgot the most important part i would like a tattoo that says damaged on my forehead (laughs) except now he doesn't have that now apparently in the fucking the snyder cut
1: snyder ruins everything
0: um what do
1: we i yeah um i don't know it's cool, I guess. I suppose the kids like Mr. Malone, uh, uh and, Please. and so Mr. Malone is my father. Call me Post. <laughs> po- post uh, certainly has a following of some kind. I don't
0: get it. I've never listened to his music, so I, I have. Never I have, will. I have, I have no like sense of. I, I have no foundation in like whatever type of music
1: he does yeah it's 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 pretty hardcore rap from what i understand um hip-hop r&b trap rap rock rap uh
0: uh you know any more genres do you want to do one name to throw in there
1: uh well i was just going by what it says on the sort of wikipedia blur when i googled him and uh,
0: this also includes uh trap and cloud rap so i got um, you found fancy stuff in there, just rapping about materia and shit
1: my immediate assumption was that it was rap, which has to do with like weed or vaping. Which uh, okay, I yeah. thought was like all rap already, but thought
0: um, <laughs> that was like Wiz Khalifa is like I thought he cornered the market on on that yeah. genre. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, I I don't want to I don't want to make fun of musical choices or styles. No, but,
0: no, we'd be here all day. We would be yeah. in a dark place if we if we went down that road. I just think it's weird. I think it's, it's it is a little weird because I don't think there's. I don't understand the intersection. Like if it's true that like the youths really like post Malone, like, okay, like maybe you can get a bunch of tweens or like, you know, older teenagers invested in this virtual concert. Right. If you have post Malone. Because who was who's the guy they got for Fortnite? Oh, geez. Uh DJ Marshmallow.
1: Um no. There's like seventeen people who've played Fortnite concerts by now, so I don't know specifically. Oh, really? I thought
0: yeah. I was thinking of Travis Scott wasn't okay. Travis Scott like yeah. the real and big one. and that was the
1: other one I was thinking of because he's I think made some pretty big headlines for how wild and trippy that particular concert right. was.
0: It was like a whole like show. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lil Nas X did Roblox. So now all these people are getting involved. But what doesn't right. make sense is that those other games like Fortnite, Fortnite is a virtual vo- multiplayer game. Like you mm-hmm. it, it may, like you went into an instance with your Fortnite guy and you watched a giant towering Travis Scott do his concert and that was right. that. And you could ostensibly do the same thing with Roblox. I've never touched Roblox, so but I know it's like kind of like a weird, like Minecraft esque, like you can create games within yeah. it and load those in, like dreams or something like that. So it makes sense. Oh, it's like, okay, we made a we built a level for Lil' Nas X to do his concert in. Right. Where the fuck are they doing a post Malone concert within Pokemon? Is this a game? Is this a Twitch like this isn't like, are you gonna boot up Sword and Shield and go to the Crown Tundra and Post Malone's gonna be there and he's gonna go into his Gigantamax form and do a concert? <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for the type of game Pokemon is because it's not like a online you know uh, uh, persistent thing.
1: Right. The details are fuzzy. I mean, I think the only persistence is when you're in those uh those raid battles. Right. Which I haven't played Sword and Shield. So, I don't know much about, but I do understand those are, like, the one time you get together in, in a multiplayer group. Uh, I, so, my thinking immediately upon seeing this was that it was just going to be, like, live on Twitch or something. And it was going to sure. be, like, a Pixar post Malone in, in a kind of 3D <laughs> uh-huh. modeled environment. Bouncing around. The bird. Sp- right, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, wouldn't that be something? Uh, he's... <laughs> It's just such an odd fit. It's it's hard to see. Yeah. So, something about Travis Scott, something about DJ Marshmallow worked within the kid-friendly nature of Fortnite. And I would go so far as to say Pokemon is further, like, deeper into the kid-friendliness of yeah. these games. Like, if you were to compare Fortnite and Pokemon. And Post Malone is, like, farther on the opposite end. Yeah. like Like, like... And 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 so that's what's making my brain just, like,
0: collectively collapse under the weight of this announcement. Yeah, it, does, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't... I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Maybe it's more of, like, a Pokemon Go kind of thing, which caters more to adults. That would make mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah. But, again, where would the Pokemon Go tie-in be? I don't know. This whole... This world of, like, character licensing for, like, super mega popular games... Like I so I played some Fortnite recently for the first time since Fortnite became Fortnite. Yeah, and I played a couple of rounds. I'm like, all right, this is kind of fun. Like you with some friends, and you do stupid shit. We went to John Wick's house nice. and we talked to John Wick, and then we stole his car, and then. The, the Mandalorian told us to go find and kill another player and like sometimes you run to or I was playing with uh friend of the show, Harris Foster, and he bought the fucking Master Chief skin, so he's running around as Master Chief. Um and it's stupid. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh and then at some point you have to build shit, and I'm like, I don't wanna play this game anymore. Um <laughs> But there's like something strange about these mega hits, these persistent mega hit games that are like built on top of microtransactions where they just become like this weird like black hole for just licensing yeah and just like they just absorb everything around them it's like what's popular right now oh the nfl you know the the super bowl is about to happen we gotta have all the nfl teams in there like i literally saw a picture because they had the predator in there now and i saw a picture of someone's predator skin that they bought that they then slapped on the back of the predator like the seattle seahawks logo or something my god Because you can do that. You can just take the emblem of an NFL team you like and put it on whatever character you're currently playing as. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, and obviously they're doing it because it makes them a shit ton of money.
1: Yeah. Like Fortnite is just the latest avenue of advertisements as far as video games go. Uh, That's how we
0: knew the Emperor came back. You couldn't enjoy the Rise of Skywalker without having played Fortnite and gotten that deep, deep lore
1: still mad oh my god not that it would have mattered anyway <laughs> what, what did you learn the the uh, the uh, uh, the emperor's back what did you learn like within the first minute of the movie oh the emperor's back it's what like, you
0: learn within the first sentence of the title screen crawl right the dead, the dead, awake. dead
1: speak oh that's it <laughs> no i think you're right the dead speak i think that's yeah. what it was um i don't know fuck yeah. that movie yeah we, we don't have to dwell on that too much longer thankfully um, I don't know. I'll 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 be interested to like see recordings or headlines post
0: this post uh, Malone po- post, concert. Uh huh. Post yeah. post Malone.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, when
0: his it's when his true era of artistry starts. Right. The post post Malone era. <laughs> uh.
1: What yeah. a guy. What a what a what a weird what a weird a direction dude. for his career to take. I wonder if he's a Pokemon fan. Like, did this come about from like a place of genuine interest or how old is he? If he is like millennial, then probably, right? Yeah, probably. He is 25 years old. Okay. Yeah. So, so he grew up
0: with it. Like he is younger than me. Yeah. This guy was born July 4th,
1: 1995.
0: Wow. He's younger than me. Wow. We're so That's
1: crazy. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have on your face? uh oh man now that you mention it how, uh, how many people
0: have you killed in prison
1: <laughs> uh that one is thankfully none but i might just get the teardrop just to <laughs> say that i did
0: should do a pokeball instead in the <laughs> corner of your eye It yeah his his whole his whole life seems to be an aesthetic and it's definitely not for me but you know to each their own exactly that
1: that's the best thing I can say. Sorry, not that to be a cranky old man. I
0: I, I think it's fine. <laughs> not to be a cranky late twenty-something shaking my cane at the mid twenty-somethings. Right. I, I I you know we we resigned ourselves
1: to be better than the boomers. We cannot judge other people for their lifestyle choices. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So that's the that's the light-hearted topic. You want to go into the heavy shit? Yeah. Let's yeah dive okay. head first. Okay. Um. Everyone's favorite game that got canceled and the late aughts coming back six days in Fallujah. Uh, you didn't. You didn't know about this game. No, I didn't. You were um, not familiar with this game. This this set me down a pretty dark rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the announcement trailer? The new I one. I didn't. Did um, they vote out. Yeah, I, I I
1: tried to avoid more news about the game. Instead, like read more about the subject matter. And yes. uh I guess the story around the original announcement, hey, just just more about how this game really
0: shouldn't be made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing, right? So, so Six Days of Fallujah was originally announced by Konami, like back in two thousand nine. They were publishing it. I don't know who was developing it. Um, and it's a it was a game based around uh, the Second Battle of Fallujah, which is like. You know, it takes place during the Iraq War, which was you know super recent back in two thousand nine. Still is pretty recent in memory now. Yeah. Um, but it's just talking about the kind of like coalition forces of like Americans, uh, I think, uh, UK troops, and then like Iraqi military fighting, uh, within the city of Fallujah, which is like a pretty big city in Iraq, um, and like really just destroying this city and like there are two battles there's the first and second battle of Fallujah and I think the first battle kind of ended in like a weird stalemate and that caused like uh the folks they were fighting against who they say in the trailer is specifically Al-Qaeda which I believe there are some inaccuracies with that like it wasn't Mm -hmm. entirely Al-Qaeda that they were fighting uh and also like (laughs) saw a really good tweet the other day that was something the effect of it was something like no one can cancel me for my shitty opinions on the Iraq war because I had the wherewithal to be <laughs> in middle school and only interested in Pokemon or something like that. Like I think you and I are both of the age. It's like I I know these facts about mm-hmm. the the quote unquote war and terror. Um, it was done as a reactionary response to 9-11. It was done for false. On false pretenses, and it was mostly done for like oil and kind of occupation of the area. Um, yes. and everything and made, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, basically every subsequent president a war criminal. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you look at it a certain way, there's a really good Noam Chomsky video about how every post war, post World War II president is technically a war criminal, but mm-hmm. we don't need to go down that road. Um, yeah, so like I'm 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 saying this as a someone that was a child when all this happened and has like a very uh, hazy understanding of it all, and I'm not trying to be any sort of subject matter expert on uh, the Iraq War or anything surrounding it. Um, but so they announced this game way back when in 2009. It got a lot of flack because uh, it's like I'm trying to remember specifically what the criticisms are. I mean, I think the criticisms. The criticisms back then are kind of similar to the criticisms now. It's like there's no the way the games industry exists right now. Mm -hmm. There's really no good way to do this game for multiple reasons. I think reason number one is because this game deals with you know armed forces fighting one another. So that inevitably means it's going to be portrayed via a shooter of some sort, a first yes. person shooter, shoot, a third person shooter, which, you know, those kinds of games primarily exist as like power fantasies. So mm-hmm. you're then giving this very brutal, um, conflict that has, that has had a lot of gross stuff happen. And is also like, uh, uh, has been mistold through the lens of like us propaganda, us war yeah. propaganda, a lot, a lot. Um, and making that a shooter, a traditional Call of Duty-style shooter, or even mm-hmm. if you want to make it more realistic, like doing something like, you know, Full Spectrum Warrior or whatever, something that sells itself as being more grounded, um, it's still going to be, at the end of the day, a power fantasy. You're still going to be killing other people, um, probably brown people, as you play a white, or at the very least, an American uh, military service member, uh, and it's just going to be super gross. The second thing is is kind of what I already touched on, is that, and they've already said this in like the press release or the press materials they put out, it's, this is going to be mostly a pro-US take on this conflict, which, again, being super ignorant on the Iraq war, I know at the very least, (laughs) we were not the good guys (laughs) in that conflict. Yeah, like, it's... (laughs)
1: It's going to be hard to see this coming out and, and spewing its rhetoric upon whatever influential generation it happens to be spewing it on. I only hope, just because I've seen younger people than me be even smarter than me and stuff like this, that it won't like Post have Malone. that big of an effect. <laughs> like Post Malone. Yeah. Post Malone's <laughs> going to
0: have a really critical look
1: at this at Six Days of Fallujah right um i just feel like i don't know from from what i've seen a lot of kids these days are are like you know real into marxism and i'm like hell yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh uh, it's uh, a it's it's frustrating to say the least i don't know we've already had a spec ops the line like we know what you know the most good this kind of
0: game can do sure at least as it exists in you know the current the current uh mainstream design ideas right right um like i think you could possibly do this subject you know justice if you you know pull out the pro u.s propaganda but also like don't make it a shooter like make right. shooting not the you know the the lens not the main verb in the game but like mm-hmm. but then people are immediately stepping in, like well how is that going to sell to people and i'm like I don't know. That's not my job. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It just feels like this would be in way
1: better hands with like an indie team, and not, sure. I don't know. What was it like Konami and Bungie?
0: Or... It's Konami and former Halo devs are like the okay. the leads on this. And then I heard lead... former Halo devs and thought Bungie. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, I think they were from Bungie, um, right? Not not three four three. I'm pretty sure. um Also, I think some of the leads on this project have, like, previously worked on games stuff that's been funded by the CIA. Oh. (laughs) Um, Well, there you go. (laughs) So, uh, there's also that to consider. Mm -hmm. The... So, here's the thing about this. And I kind of felt this way when it first got announced and subsequently cancelled way back when. I would love to see a game tackling the subject matter. Um... And in the proper way, obviously, I hope that goes without saying at this point, like I would love to see something in a almost documentarian style game where you experience a conflict or you you experience a part of recent history and and through that get to understand it better. Um, And what I think this game does, the existence of this game, I think it preys on that desire like, it preys on people's desire for games to be, quote unquote, taken more seriously, or at the very least, like, frame serious topics and subjects in a matter that's like opens it up for critical, you know, or, or intellectual uh, uh, understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that's not how games are marketed and sold, this is inevitably, in one way or another, going to fall into that, like, very triple a mainstream first or third person shooter you know you're going to be it, it's going to be i feel like it's going to be like a squad based corridor shooter where like you're going to be killing a bunch of civilians yeah and every once in a while you're going to hear like a you know solemn voiceover and then the screen's going to fade to black and it's going to fade back up and it's going to be a testimonial from one of the soldiers you're playing as and like that's going to be the game
1: what what sad Bob Dylan song do you think they're gonna play at the end?
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Or or Johnny Cash. I'm not sure.
0: It's... Hmm. I mean Johnny Cash would work war because I feel like the the current like right. I mean I mean like I saw that really good Lindsay Ellis video that's that was what's the what was the counter uh what what were the protest music of the Bush administration you know mm-hmm. the Bush Jr administration mm-hmm. um and you saw post nine eleven like, a, whole, a shit ton of country music singers were, like, just banking in on that, like, oorah U.S. anti-terrorism. Yeah. Just all that stuff. And so gut response, I think it would probably be a Johnny Cash song or some, not even a Johnny Cash song. They probably licensed some shitty country song, like, contemporary 2000s country song to to play over the credits right um i think i think a bob dylan song it would be too cognitively dissonant for them because like most of his music is anti-war well not most of it but I, like.
1: I, I think this is the point where i admit that it was because i got got johnny cash and bob dylan confused in my brain wow <laughs>
0: wow that was incredible like, Wait, no the other guy <laughs> getting the man in black and i don't know if bob dylan has a clever name uh robert zimmerman mixed up (laughs) how dare you oh no how dare you um yeah i don't know i don't think there's any way this game is received in a good light yeah it
1: it it doesn't seem like it's gonna ever do uh what i want it to do um it did make me not to turn this into a story about myself revisit an (laughs) idea i've had for a while about a war photography game oh okay like i don't know you go back to like the huge game design or or game ideas document that you keep Mm -hmm. that everyone Mm -hmm. keeps i assume um you know we all we all have one uh and yeah i've had that one sitting on there for a while and so i started to think about it more
0: (laughs) i've always been interested to check out uh was it 1979 revolution that game i think it's about the iranian revolution yeah, isn't it the one that's like banned
1: in Iran? Oh, it might be. Uh, I'm something? not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I own this. It's it's like a uh, Telltale style game, I believe. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think there is a way to tell stories about the war on terror. They just can't be military shooters. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. Because it's just you, you. just can't tell they that have kind to be of story. Real time strategies, exactly. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you have to negotiate with Saddam Hussein. It's going to bring up the Civ V diplomacy screen. No, it. it yeah, it's it, it sucks because I would like a critical look at you know recent history through the lens of games, but I just don't think you know the people that have the resources to fund an endeavor like that aren't going to fund the kind of game we're thinking of they're going to fund the game that they think is an easy sell because the only experience they have is with games that have sold and are normally shooters right? that are in this this subject matter so I don't know it's, it's... It's again, but it, it just it sucks because there's just that, that that little twinge in like the back of my mind that's like, oh, there could be something there. And like if you look at the announcement trailer, they have like testimony like they do, do like the documentary thing of like, all right, we're gonna do like a talking heads portion where we're interviewing people they were there at the uh uh conflict. But the thing is I like that Halo 3 ad. <laughs> yeah. But they do this really cheap thing where they they have voiceover of what ostensibly are iraqi civilians that were in mm-hmm. fallujah like speaking and then every time they interview someone it's a military service member it's a u.s military service member so they never at least in the footage they've shown they've never interview any of the civilians to get their perspective on it it seems like they're using them as like light flavoring to like justify whatever they're going to show in the pro us slant they're going to do yeah it's 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 wild that it's coming back um why did it get canceled in the first place for this exact same conversation
1: i was gonna say like it it feels like definitely too soon back then probably still too soon now i think in any situation at any time period probably uh not a great idea but
0: right but i think back then it was more so uh i think more of the slant was like you can't make entertainment out of it like you can't make it, like because again it goes back to the power fantasy thing like like there's yeah. a there's there's a nugget of truth to that and there's also something i deeply despise about that statement like you can't turn recent uh you know violent events into entertainment and i'm like we have had s- movies all around the war on terror, we have had movies on the Boston Marathon bombing. We've had like, it's not that we can't have entertainment about these subjects. It's because we can't have games about these subjects because people still view games as fun. Like, yeah, in a film, when a film is deemed entertainment, it means it could have a spectrum of emotional responses to it, is you be, you know, you'd be fearful of it. You can be scared. You can, you can make you think critically. It can, it can make you feel joyous, but with a game, because a game up in, you know, and, and this, and this is breaking apart more and more, especially as like the indie side of things gets, you know, uh, ha- takes up a larger portion of the industry, you know, up until relatively recently games were seen as mostly for fun and for power fantasies like the idea of a game that doesn't make you feel powerful or doesn't make you walk away from the traditional type of enjoyment where it's like i bested someone or bested something i think there was also that slant like it was kind of we were coming coming we were coming off the moral panic of like video games are teaching people how to kill and stuff like that and i think like portraying a very recent uh uh military battle combined with all that broke it i think now the perspective is more so like hey this is just a terrible subject to cover if you're going to do it from this perspective of like the u.s did nothing wrong here yeah um exactly especially when you get to like the white phosphorus conversation which was a part of call of duty modern warfare when you know the reboot came out because that was like a perk in the multiplayer stuff and it's white phosphorus is caused like birth defects in Iraq because of because of its use during the Battle of Fallujah alright well it's a nightmare all around yeah um, we'll see we'll see what happens maybe we'll get cancelled again maybe we'll just have like this reoccurring like every decade someone tries <laughs> to reboot six days of Fallujah and then it subsequently gets cancelled and then and then like a century from now someone will finally make it but it will be like a walking simulator Eh, you know at that point maybe we'll be ready yeah. but I, I it's just
1: yeah I can't see it working in any capacity right now no no yeah. especially because
0: like it's I mean it's also I don't know, I feel like I have a lot of opinions on this but like you know I think World War 2 games have also broken this right or just like the, the, the American slash historical perception of World War 2 it's like World War 2 mm-hmm. is the last war that like quote-unquote like we were the good guys in, yeah like, like un- unquestionably which even then is like that's not true but yeah, you, you gotta still look at it a little closer than that guys but i mean <sighs> yeah but like when it's you playing call of duty world war ii or world at war or one two and three and it's you shoot nazis mm-hmm. people are like okay like nazis are bad but like any any contemporary war any war after that point like there's it's not like oh these people were out and out bad like they wanted to commit genocide it's like no every war after that was pretty much like on us uh so i think that perspective also rears its head in when it comes to war games or like portraying war it's you know the the military industrial complex anyways um alex Yes. You want to talk about video games?
1: I always, God, every day. Uh, every day. Every <laughs> day. Talk about <laughs> video games. The only thing that lives in my brain. Um, all right. So I should talk about this one before it escapes my brain forever because I actually beat it like a month and a half ago, maybe a little longer. Um, yeah. I played The Pathless. The Pathless which was something I was really excited for when it got announced like two and a half years ago. Um, I want to say it was that long ago. Jesus. Um, This this is the Annapurna game, correct? Right. Annapurna published. Giant Squid Studios created. Giant Squid, you might know, is the Splinter studio from that game company
0: uh, that made
1: Abzu. And the team it is comprised of did a lot of work on journey uh these i i like to describe giant squid studio as that game company but like a little uh less focused on like deep spiritual meaning sure um they're they they're not afraid to sort of go in a in a in a slightly hanier cheesier direction yeah i um, mean this
0: this looks like journey like aesthetically it looks like journey but like with yeah. way more gameplay <laughs>
1: yes exactly um i and and to that effect i like both halves a lot i've been playing sky which is that game company's most recent mobile adding right right um, right. which is a very much a journey like and that you know very peaceful no combat you just fly around and like talk to other players through music um and uh well so the pathless is a i i wanted to call it a shadow of the colossus like that's kind of okay. what it lends it to. Uh, lends itself to. You have a big open world that's kind of vast and and lonely. Um, a lot of corpses. A lot of weird stories you can pick up on if you sort of search every nook and cranny. Um, but it's a lot more linear, and uh, it also borrows, I think, a few more design elements from you know not. It feels like we keep going back to this game. Just
0: say, just say it. Just say the game. Just Breath say the game. Are going to say there it is? I, yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So you have a series of plateaus. Uh, mm-hmm. each one are any of a, them great? Uh, several of them, even <laughs> all of them, I'd say. Wow. Um.
0: <laughs> Take that to the bank, Breath and Wild.
1: Yeah, Uh, each of these plateaus has a Colossus wandering it, um, a big giant boss, a boss that you cannot approach. It um, takes away your powers uh, and sort of uh, puts you in a stealth section for a minute, and and then when you complete the stealth section, it goes away for a little while, so you have a little more free reign to explore. Um, You explore these plateaus, and... On these plateaus are puzzles that you solve, sort of Breath of the Wild style. Little environmental puzzles scattered throughout. Wild style. Yeah. Uh, you do these puzzles. You get tokens for doing these puzzles. You take these tokens to three towers that are on like, the three corners of this plateau. Once you've activated this three those three towers, then you can engage the quote-unquote colossus in a boss fight, which is a bit more cinematic, Um, a bit of a set piece. I can't say I tried to, but a couple of times where I definitely thought, like, okay, this is it—I've died. Uh, I never died in this game. (laughs) Oh wow! Um, I got hit a number of times, and I just never seemed to even have a death state. It just kind of like knocks you away, and and it makes you play the game more. I can't be sure if that's a plus or a minus. It
0: does keep you in the game, but it does feel a little disingenuous. uh Uh, i do think i do think games seem to be more and more abandoning the idea of like deaths that set you back somewhere or lives um yeah i played i played a little bit of bowser's fury and i can talk about that later but yeah it does seem like i don't know i'm into it because like i feel like Mm -hmm. there's no real point in like replaying a section when you die especially if it's a linear section right um like just like just like shows like oh you messed up like just just keep going mm-hmm
1: like every, every, each one of these bosses has a chase sequence in fact that's how they start um and you chase them and if you get close enough you can shoot them with your bow you shoot them with your bow three times uh then you kind of like fade to black get dropped off at an arena and then you they, each one has like their own special arena thing that they do with you okay. one of them like has a bunch of attacks that you avoid one of them is sort of like your um maneuvering through a maze but have to constantly keep dodging its fire breath attack uh they're cool set pieces but not too difficult just kind of like a neat little cinematic treasure that you play through Mm -hmm. um and that i think is really the weakest thing about this game is just like the bones of it the underlying gameplay that it, it it all links to what really makes this game work actually. I, I I should say now I actually really liked it.
0: <laughs> Despite oh. that.
1: Yeah. Um this game does actually play with its sense of style and ultimately a, a movement system that works in tandem with it to periodically, more often than it, and it really felt like it should, uh, take your breath away so as you're running along in this game the first ability you have basically is there's floating talismans scattered across this land numerous really um and you shoot them with your bow and arrow which is like an automatic thing you just have to hold it down until you see a meter fill around the talisman and then once it's full you can let it go and it's a timing thing mostly uh and when your arrow hits that talisman, you get a burst of speed, and your movement is tied to that. Being able to traverse quickly across this giant open world landscape is tied to how well you can keep chaining these talismans. It's a bit of gameplay intrigue that actually does serve to make traversal pretty exciting. On top of that, you have a bird, and this bird is a golden eagle. I think um, it. Uh... This bird lends so much to this game it is not just built as like movement mechanics because the bird can help you glide and gives you extra jumps and that sort of thing the bird is also like thematically a companion and so many things are sort of tied to keeping the bird safe and alive uh i don't want to spoil too much of the story but i will just it's like one of the other, another one of the first things that happens is you find the bird as like a physical reincarnation of one of the gods of this land um and it's like her last breath because she's been, you know, all her and her children, the other colossi, the gods of this land have been slain by this evil guy called the God slayer. Um, Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there's little weaknesses throughout, but uh, she gives you to, gives herself to you as this physical reincarnation. She's like, I will help you. Um, And so, A lot of times the bird gets hurt and you have to like go find her. Um, Those are like the stealth sections. The goal is to find the bird while also hiding from the monster. Um, And sometimes you wander into areas that are like cursed with evil and they will cover the bird and like a soot. And there's actually like a mini game where you have to stop and rub the eagle down and pet it and get all the soot off its wings. And it's it's very well done. It's it's like a neat little bonding moment, and it's so cute. Every time you finish petting it, it like ruffles its feathers and nuzzles you. And taking care of this bird's nice, man. It's just It's a nice bird. It's a nice bird. It's a good It's a good little treatise. It's one heck into... of a guy. I, and then so when you complete these three towers, right? And that's what like sort of starts the boss fight process. You're standing on top of one of the three really tall towers. A cinematic will play where the three towers shoot beams of golden light onto this monster that sort of weaken it and enable it to be a boss fight. Um, At which point you get to jump off of the tower and glide right to it. And the game, every time this happens, like, like, camera zooms out about as far as it can to really give you a sense of scale of what you're getting into and you're 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 gliding with this bird carrying you straight into like this big dangerous creature that moments ago was terrifying and the music starts swelling and like you see the the beams of light and the creature raging as you're like beelining straight forward it feels so cool yeah this seems real stylish this game countless times despite some of its aspects being tedious, despite some of its aspects seeming a little disingenuous for the sake of being cool, keeps pushing this direction of just being really dang cool. Stylish um, everything. Yeah.
0: Do you find that uh that movement minigame fun to do? Yes. Okay. Um
1: even more so when they start presenting you with more challenges, not only does it like give you a speed boost and refill your stamina, um, it also if you're in the air, when your arrow hits the talisman, so you have to actually like time that out a little bit, your character doesn't just like get a burst of speed, they also launch themselves upward. And sure. so there's bits where you have to like climb a cliff by chaining those. Yeah, um, I, I think there's room for you to improve in that and that's where a lot of the fun comes in. Yeah, even even after doing it, and I think what also helps is it's a relatively short game, about six to eight hours. Okay. So yeah, how much is it? Oh gosh, I think I got it for forty. Forty is max price. I'm sure it's been going on sale. Yeah, it's twenty percent off right now. I don't know if
0: that's for Lunar New Year on the Epic. Um. All right. So when I googled the Pathless, uh, it came up with people also search for. Oh yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> Stop me when you're no longer interested in this list, Alex. Okay. People also search for Abzu. Hmm. Yeah. Bug snacks. That's a good one. Godfall. Uh, kill it. <laughs> Immortals, <laughs> Phoenix
1: Rising. What? 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 Okay. I. I mean, all right. Apparently, and, Immortals is pretty good. But sack uh,
0: sac boy colon a big adventure. Okay. Sure, I guess that can stay. I hear no one talking about Sackboy. I think uh Astrobot stole Sackboy's lunch. I think it might have his sack lunch, <laughs> and I
1: think Sackboy's fine. But yeah, uh, uh, it's it's true. I, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I don't know what Godfall is doing in there. I can't say I've played it, but I have heard people liking Immortals: Phoenix Rising, despite that
0: that awful name. Yeah, and it doesn't look particularly great. I've seen some of the... No, no, I guess not. But uh, I've been watching
1: uh, Half Coordinated play that, actually. Oh, and he really likes it. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Um. All right, well, that's The Pathless. That's The Pathless. I recommend that's the pathless. it. Yeah, yeah. I was interested in it. Like, I've seen it at a couple of shows, because uh, Anna Pruner always has it running at their booth, but I've never gotten to check it out. It does look great. Yeah, I do love the look of it. It's um, it's
1: super stylish even if there's not like a ton of meat to its gameplay at the end of the day. Uh I think it's still worth
0: checking out. Okay. Okay. Um So yeah, so like I mentioned, I uh in that vein, uh I've been playing some Super Mario 3D World Plus sign Bowser's Fury, <laughs> which I'm not even sure if like my own brain can you like are those considered separate games or just one game let's see what is how are i these? think
1: they are separate right i mean
0: they're like so, so like when you launch lo- it is it's a single you know tile on your switch but when you launch it it takes you to a splash screen that you then choose between the two right it, it, it's like those old gba cartridges that had both games in
1: one uh they had like two of the original Mario games. It was like World and the original arcade game. Uh, I'm also reminded of I owned a Zelda Link to the Past cartridge that also had Four Swords Adventures on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's like one of those.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, duck, just, I, it's, it's a Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt.
0: Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just wondering in my own brain, like, or for the sake of the show notes, do I call it Super Mario 3D World, comma? Bowser's Fury as like two separate things, but I this game this Switch re release isn't even given its like own separate Wikipedia article. It is like a <laughs> subheading within 3D World Regular. So I think it's its own separate thing. I guess um, it might be. Yeah, so I think it's like a collective
1: single entity. Because right. uh, like the Cat Mario plays so heavily into both, I suppose. Man,
0: I fucking hate Cat Mario. What? I hate Cat Mario. You don't it's like so Mario as a sexy cat boy? I don't want cat boys. Get <laughs> get get them out of here. Get them out of here. Like I think his toolkit's cool, like climbs up vertical surfaces. Like that's cool. So what's weird about this game. So I've been mostly playing Bowser's Fury because I also am not a huge 3D World fan. Okay. Um I think 3D World to me is probably my least favorite of the 3D Mario games. Like I mm-hmm. I, I just it's it's not the kind of three D mario game i i enjoy playing like i don't like the pulled out perspective feels very linear it's got you know like it's one step above new super mario brothers right like in new super mario brothers you deluxe which is a terrible name is like kind of bad but if you like need some 2d mario it it does the job well enough and then one right. step above that, I would say, is 3D World. I I really like 3D Land. I think 3D Land does stuff a little differently than 3D World, but 3D World is just, yeah, it's it's just as a mainline Mario game, it's not it it's just it's a it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bowser's Fury is interesting. I don't know if it's great but it is interesting. So it's so it's an open world Mario game. Yeah. It's 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 an open world Mario game where you can explore this area that so, aesthetically it's all over the fucking place, all right? Cuz <laughs> I'm pretty sure they like retrofitted the Super Mario Odyssey, I don't know if you want to say engine "quote unquote" or like whatever toolkit they used cuz the camera and the movement feels very similar to Super Mario Odyssey, um, but they stripped a bunch of stuff out and then threw some of the 3D World mechanics back in. So like uh, in 3D World, you had a run button and you held down the run button and Mario would run for a little bit and then after he ran for a little bit, he would get like a burst of speed and run really faster and like a plume of dust would kick up um, as he ran faster. Um, There's no backflip. Like you can't just do crouch backflip it is a Super Mario Brothers 2 style. You have to hold down crouch, and over time, his backflip powers up, and then you hit jump, and he flips while still crouched, just like in hmm. uh, su- original Super Mario Brothers 2, because Super Mario 3D World is kind of, in a weird way, a, a spiritual successor to Super Mario Brothers 2, because you have Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad again. Right. Um, Right. There is a long jump. Um. Oh, and there's also his, like, Sonic, like spin run thing. <laughs> oh, they gave him the spin dash. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, which he had in Odyssey, but in this you can't rapid fire use it in succession to like clear a bunch of distance really quickly. Like you can yeah. in Odyssey, and okay. this you you hit it once and he stops, and then there's like a pause, and then you can do it again. Mm. Um, so they like hamstrung a bunch of the locomotion. Um so it's like this weird like bastardization of of 3D World and Odyssey mechanics mashed together and then on top of that the like aesthetics are 3D World and Super Mario Sunshine. So right you, so every enemy you fight whether it's Koopas or Goombas or Cheep Cheeps or whatever the fuck they all have cat ears. Like they do in 3D world. But the items you're getting aren't power stars, they're cat shines. So they're shine sprites, but they're cat heads. Okay. And then every time you collect one, it like lights up a lighthouse that's like I, in the vicinity. I'm not hearing the bad part yet. <laughs> um it's just very blasé. It's just like a bunch of shit. Like I but, like but Mario. Cats. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Pepper's like, right there, Dylan. <laughs> no, she's sleeping in the other room. She can hear me. Um, <laughs> it's... I like Mario when it feels like I'm in a world. Not like a bunch of, like, 3D blocks made out of Play-Doh slapped together. Like, hmm. it's why I don't like 3D World. It's why I don't like... Um, I mean, Galaxy's fine. I enjoy Galaxy. Like, i beat the whole goddamn thing, but it's not but my it's, favorite. It's, it's no Sunshine or Odyssey. Right. It's, it's, it's but, just yeah. it's free freeform little bits and bobs floating out in space and, like, yeah, whatever. I'm 100% with you
1: on that. I mean, it's why yeah. I put Sunshine 64 Odyssey on such a higher pedestal than everything but else. But even
0: 64, I would lump in with this, because 64... I think some of the 64 worlds feel like places. I think some of them, well... I guess most I of them all feel of them like them flo- do. yeah. I, okay, I'm going to take that back. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you sure there's not one that's just like floating platforms, like like the 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 Bowser levels, like the Bowser levels. The Bowser levels. Are levels are kind of, yeah, but uh, I mean, there's there's certainly,
1: yeah. and I'm also thinking of like there's a lava world that kind of feels like a bunch of different yeah, platforms yeah. floating in lava. Yeah. But even so then, even then, you can like dive into a volcano, and there's like a
0: cool volcano section sure, sure, inside sure. it. Sure. Which they have, which they reference, *Mario Galaxy*, which is really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, I hate when Mario's just like, just selling itself on like kind of like these cheap, plasticky aesthetics, and like yeah. I don't feel like, especially when we just came off of the high that was like *Odyssey* with like, you have New Donk City, and you have you know a pretty well rendered Mushroom Kingdom, and you have like a kingdom that's all made out of food. Even that, even though that's like a bunch of like multicolored blocks there's people living in it and they yeah. like justify its existence whereas here it's just like it's the the levels in this are like uh like isle delfino and super mario sunshine locales like kind of press through the sluice that is 3d world mm-hmm. um and it's fine and in the mario model i'm not big about it. they do that weird like baked in rim lighting that he had for galaxy and 3d world um it just seems right. like a step down and and, and i get it. it's probably it's probably i don't know if it's their core team or not or like how much time they had to work on it or whatever and it's a it's a fun experience because it being open world so like it's also bowser jr is there and he is like your buddy and he's also like your cpu assist dude and you can set how much he assists you in the menu so you're like That's- how much you how much help do you want from bowser Jr.? You can be like none <laughs> a little bit a lot and so he can like take out enemies for you or like pick up power-ups um, right okay and so you can you tackle this non-linearly so it's a bunch of islands scattered around this waterway and you can go and a lot of them are covered in like the mario sunshine style toxic sludge um And so you can't go to those places yet. But when you go to one, you kind of walk through these gates and the gates don't like take you anywhere new. They're just kind of like standing there. But like a a gate demarks and the gate has fucking cat ears on it. And the gate demarks like when you're in a locale. And so when you walk through it, it tells you like, hey, here's the current cat shine you should be getting right now. Um, And like just gives the name of the cat shine. And so it gives you a hint as to like what the objective is. And touch fuzzy get dizzy. yeah exactly um for for all the locales the first one's always like relight the lighthouse because there's a lighthouse in each one so where the bowser's fury part comes in is that bowser oh and also bowser jr has this fucking paintbrush from sunshine of course like it like it's just they're just throwing everything in here um (laughs) where the fury comes in i'm sure you've seen this is that bowser has been like He's a giant kaiju now. Yeah, exactly. He's like fucking super shredder. He's been dunked in the ooze in this black toxic sludge. And every once in a while, he like emerges out like Godzilla mm-hmm. and like rains havoc. It's kind of like the blood moon kind of mechanic in Breath of the Wild where it's mm. like it, it signals to you when it's about to happen because it starts raining um, and then like a torrential downpour happens. And then they play that fucking shitty like butt rock that they play at the end of <laughs> Mario Odyssey where it's like, da-da-da-da, Bowser's bad, he's gonna kick your butt, he's gonna shoot those fireballs. That's actually the best part about Mario Odyssey.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh.
0: And then he, like, he shoots you from where he's standing, so he, like, throws a bunch of fireballs down from the sky, and, like, random, like, blocks show up everywhere, and it changes the landscape, and it actually makes, like, Mm. getting to some places easier, and there's also, like, Bowser-only, like, brick blocks that mario can't destroy on his own but i think if he gets bowser to target them with his attacks he can destroy them and i guess they have stuff hidden within them so it's like there's a bunch of really cool ideas in this it's just like it just feels like i'm playing it does feel like i'm playing like super mario world dlc which is a big fucking bummer because it's my least favorite mario game um but but it it's not making me stop doing it. And I think there are a lot of ideas. It definitely feels like ideas in this that they're experimenting with that mm-hmm. would go into the next full line Mario game. Which would be cool. Which would be cool to see. Like, I would love to see the complete, you know, eradication of the idea of hub worlds. Like, right. as much as I like the locales and Odyssey, it'd be really cool you know, Mario walks on to the edge of the Great Plateau and he looks out, and it's like, okay, you can you can go to any of the, any of these places, and maybe like each region of the map, it's its own biome, and you walk into it, and it's all different. Like here's Chaco Forest, and here's Dinosaur Land, and here's all this this shit. It's, if they do it, cool, it'd be cool to see. Um, and and it, and it does some of that Odyssey style like open exploration, where it's like, hey, there's still a shine over here like maybe poke and prod around to see where it is. Cause it's not like super obvious. So you like have to like swim underwater a little bit. Cause there's like a little gap in this wall under the surface and that'll take right. you into an area you didn't see. And I like that. That's all great. Um, uh, another question that's been, that's been posed by one Jeff Grubb on Twitter is, is Bowser's fury a core Mario game? Um, and I think Wikipedia already answered that question. <laughs> and the answer is no. Um, Bowser's Fury is no more a core Mario game than Phantom Hourglass or the Minish Cap is a core Zelda game oh my god
1: they are though they're full adventures from from, like beginning to end
0: I'm about to cancel you on Twitter about this oh no yeah it's happening Um, all all my dozens of followers will be so mad at me (laughs) Here, he, he, how about this? How about this? How about this? Okay. All right, you read to me the the core. You read to me what you think. Just look at this. You go to this page. Go to this page. You read the the games listed here, and I'll tell you if they're core Zelda games or not. All right, hang on. I gotta find. It's under history. History. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Go one at a time. And I'll tell you if it's a core. Zelda game. All right. The Legend of Zelda. Yes.
1: Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. Yes. Legend of Zelda. A Link to the Past. Yes. The Legend of Zelda. Link's Awakening. Uh, Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, The Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. uh, Yes. Uh, We'll skip that one. It's just Link's Awakening again. Uh, Legend of Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: Legend of Zelda. Majora's Mask. All right. So Majora's Mask, oh I'm God. gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I know people that would probably contest that, given several reasons. One, Majora's Mask hate, which whatever. Two, it's crammed timeline and how it's just basically repurposing Ocarina of Time resources or are assets. You, okay, before we go any further, are I you, would you say like- yes? I would say yes, Majora's Mask. Okay,
1: is your like system of measurement? Does it have like a like a? It needs to have Bowser in it or
0: not Bowser Ganondorf in <laughs> it? <laughs> yes, it has to have Bowser. None of these Zelda's are core to the Zelda franchise because none of them have Bowser. No, <laughs> I don't. I would think Ganon. I don't think that's a requirement because Zelda. Okay, Zelda two doesn't have Ganon in it, right? Does
1: Zelda two does okay so every time you die in Zelda 2 it's like the return of Ganon I mean yes the final boss isn't Ganon
0: but like they're trying to resurrect Ganon sure Ganon's but that's what I mean like you're it. not gonna fight Ganon in all of all of the core Zelda games like yeah. I don't think that's a prerequisite like a link to the past does it does link to the past have Ganon in it uh yes oh yeah that's a that's a the pig guy okay um no that's that that's not what I measure by I I let's just keep going all right we'll, we're gonna we'll, keep going then we're gonna, um, we're gonna fight Legend on of this. Zelda
1: Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages no not yes. core
0: not core uh, not core the,
1: it's not core the Legend of Zelda Four Swords no that's the one I'm gonna agree with the Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker yes the Legend of Zelda okay the collector's editions never yeah right. we Legend of Zelda that. Four Swords Adventures no that one is the Legend <laughs> of Zelda the Minish Cap no Yes. The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. Yes. Yes. Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. No. Yes. Legend of Zelda, Spirit Tracks. Why you say
0: yes to all of these.
1: <laughs> because they all, most of them are. <laughs> all right. Spirit Tracks? Yes. No. Yes. No. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. Yes. Yes. The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Okay. So this is the only handheld one that I will say yes to. Which is bullshit, but okay. Why? What's the um, difference between this and the other handhelds? Well, I like this one. Um,
0: <laughs> for starters. Uh, and second, I feel like a Link Between Worlds... So the thing about Zelda is Zelda... <laughs> the, the franchise doesn't give a shit about like, continuity, except when it does, which is very rarely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Link Between Worlds is one of those few like like the continuity in like Wind Waker between Wind Waker and you know the adult timeline, the child timeline, whatever, whatever. Like I think like that's 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 where Zelda's like respect for continuity makes the most sense. Um when it's like a direct sequel, like a Minish Cap and Phantom Hourglass and uh What's Minish Cap a direct sequel to? Is it Minish Cap in the Wind Waker universe? Oh. similar
1: well, style because i think capcom just liked the style but it's actually not
0: okay well it's kind of its own thing phantom hourglass and spirit tracks like right th- those are direct sequels to wind waker like no one gives a shit yeah and and they're on handhelds which even proves my point oh, that they give even on. less of a shit but link I, between worlds link between worlds is like link between worlds i would say is better than link to the past like Late between worlds takes link to the past and and raises it. I Whereas, mean that's true,
1: but I don't see how that makes it more legitimate than other Zelda games.
0: Well, because like because uh, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, they're just like they're just iterative. They're just like hey, we're gonna do the fucking top down handheld Zelda again.
1: They're they're completely new adventures. And here's, here's with a new, new gimmick mechanics. for you. Here's
0: a fucking I, gimmick. Here's hey, you can you run a railroad now. Have fun. They're great though. Because King of Red Lions is is gone. We're going to give you King of Red, Thomas the Tank Engine. <sighs> All right, keep going. Me. Keep going. Okay, Link Between got- Worlds, core core Zelda game. Right. Okay. Legend of Zelda
1: Triforce Heroes. No. No. That one's not. Uh, Wait, hold let- on.
0: Why is that not a... No, Now I need to interrogate you. What is okay. your metric for non-core Zelda games? All right. So... A Core Zelda game, to me... God, you, like, straightened your back in preparation for whatever (laughs) speech you're about to give.
1: Uh, A a Core Zelda game, to me, is one that features, like, the hallmarks of the series Mm -hmm. and and presents an adventure from, like, one series of dungeons to the next with, you know, a conclusion that involves... I don't know, saving Zelda or saving Hyrule and defeating something that is an immediate threat to it. Uh, to that effect, I mean, basically all of these. I, I Okay. The reason why... So, like, Four Swords and Triforce Heroes are both, like, the ones on this list that I think don't count, and it's because they aren't really addressing an immediate threat they're much more just kind of multiplayer gimmicks. Four Swords is like, here's four dungeons. We just made them so you could enjoy them and you can try this this cool new multiplayer idea we made. Uh, Triforce Heroes is like, we got this idea about making Link dress up a bunch to like get different abilities to help him do different but dungeons, what is, but what there's is, no real stakes. What is Four Swords Adventures if not also just a multiplayer... Four Swords Adventures Experiment. actually has a beginning and end, a story. There's a threat to Hyrule, and you're playing it to defeat that
0: boss to yeah, save the, the kingdom. Yeah, but the thing is, Alex, stories can be bad, and they can, like, not be... That doesn't they, mean they're they not could, stories. They can, be, they, can be, they can be written by the B-team, which I would argue most of the handheld Zeldas are. Like, That's let's look
1: absolutely at, not the case. Okay.
0: Let's, let's look Hang at, like, on. between worlds. Who? Okay, Nintendo EAD, which is, like, core Nintendo uh this core nintendo dev team made link between worlds now let's see who made phantom hourglass let's look at that nintendo ead okay we're gonna ignore that um <laughs> yeah it's a core zelda game ignore that <laughs> argument hold on who, all right who made four swords adventures nintendo ead again okay there was there 500 people working this fucking division <laughs>
1: They're core Zelda games, the only ones who haven't like been made by EA. Right, this team
0: also made fucking Pilot Wing, so this is not core. They this are. This is some bullshit. This is some bullshit. They just, even, they're just like, even yeah, Jim, the, yeah, Jim, we'll consider you core Zelda, whatever. We'll put your name on it. We don't care. Even
1: Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages and the Minish Cap, which were made by Capcom, Jimmy are the Core intern. Zelda games. That's bullshit. It's true. They both contain characters that are canon to the rest of the series and are about are about saving the kingdom as link by like going through the, the whole story it, it just because the scale of it is down and it's a top-down handheld adventure does not diminish the fact that they are Zelda games through and through and All right, let's, keep just, going,
0: let's keep going let's keep going keep going okay the well there's
1: really only one left it's breath of the wild yes yes exactly I what about the new Link's Awakening, the reboot? Uh, I mean it's the same as the other one, a core Zelda game. I I <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's it's an adventure with Link. I mean that one if you if I was sticking to my argument might come
0: the closest to not being legit, but it still is basically legit. All right, these are these are not Coro Zelda. Let me let me write them down again. All right. Oh my god. Link's Link's Awakening in any form. <laughs> uh whether it be DX or otherwise. Uh the Oracle games. Uh Four Swords. The Oracle the Oracle games did more
1: for Zelda lore than any other Zelda title. I'm gonna say
0: that. Right, right fantastic, now. good for them. Um Alright, so Four Swords Adventures. Oh, okay. So Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass.
1: This is coming from someone who who didn't play these handheld Zelda games. By the way, yeah, because you know. they're
0: bad. Because they're not Core Zelda,
1: uh, but they are, and and it extremely wrong. Just 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 so you guys know, like a non-Core Zelda game to me, I don't know. Is, is like starts with like training. Link's crossbow training.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would consider. All right. Link's Awakening, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventure, Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, Triforce Heroes are less core Zelda to me than Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. That's what I'm going to say. That's so bullshit. (laughs) That's just such bullshit. All right. (laughs) So, instead of just going at each other's throats continuously about this, because I don't think... All right. (laughs) I will give you Link's Awakening... I'll give you Link's Awakening's core and I'll give you the Oracle Games' core and we cut the rest. No. How about that? Alright, I'll give you Link's Awakening, the Oracle Games, and Minish Cap and then cut the rest. Nope. Okay. Listen. Everything
1: on this list, except for the original Four Swords, which was basically a demo, and Triforce Heroes, which is mostly mini-games, these are core. All of them. This is this is a series that builds off of each other, and everything that I have said is core. Is like a full length Zelda game with all of the dungeons, all of the item collecting, all of the characters, and all of the stakes that the series does. Okay, like,
0: I have I have searched on Wikipedia for the same release timeline type thing, but for Mario, and I'm gonna ask you. Which Mario games you consider uh, core Mario games? All right, you ready for this? Okay. And I won't. I won't say my opinion till the end. So we're just. Gonna, I'm just gonna get your. Gonna get your takes.
1: You ready? Hang on one sec. I I want to pull this up too, just so I know.
0: Is this list of games featuring Mario, or it's it's this page underneath series, and there's a release timeline sidebar similar to okay. the one. All right, all right. Let's let's right, see. You ready for this? Ready for this? Yep. Okay. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels. Yeah. Okay. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes. Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Super Mario Land. Yes. Yes. Super Mario World. Yes. Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins. Yes. Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's Island it's more like a spin-off but
1: because that's the one that's like it's Yoshi's Island yeah I
0: would say that one isn't core tomorrow because it's core to Yoshi sure I don't know. I, I also yeah. think it was called Super Mario World 2 only in the US for marketing purposes right because this was like one of the last Super Nintendo games ever released right yeah um Super Mario 64. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. New Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. Um Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I can't
1: remember if that was just a port of the DS it wasn't. New Super Mario. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't. Then it was yes. its
0: own. Okay. Um Super Mario Galaxy two. Super Mario 3D Land, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers 2.
1: All right, I'm, so, same question for these next two. Uh, I can't remember.
0: I think yes, they're separate games. Okay, so the next game is New Super Mario Brothers U. New Super Mario Brothers U was the one that was based all around getting as many coins as you could, and it was like silver Luigi and gold Mario was on the 3DS, right? And then New Super Mario Brothers U was the Wii U one. Um, that was but I think I'm, i'm pretty sure it's different than the wii one
1: okay but it was different enough from the 3ds one from two
0: yeah i never played either of these so yeah i didn't either (laughs) i'm gonna say yes okay super mario 3d world yeah super mario maker no super mario run no super mario odyssey yes super mario maker 2 uh Which ones did you say? So this is what I would say: Super Mario Brothers, yes. Super Mario Brothers, lost levels. See that one's hard. It is hard. That one was like because it tricky. is technically two Yeah, I'm gonna say yes, just because like it's it's on the, the Super Mario All Stars, right? And it's, it's the one they got in Japan. I'm gonna say yes. Super Mario Brothers two, yes. Super Mario Brothers three, yes. Super Mario Land, no. I'm gonna say Super Mario like Super Mario Land outside of Daisy is mostly ignored. Like the weird alien that you fight that's the boss. Like he never shows up again outside of Super Mario Land 2. Is your context for this just like what got popular? I think it's a it's a combination of like popularity, it's it's headcanon. It's what do I consider the my headcanon of Mario? That's eh. what? Don't give me that look. Headcan's important. I would popularity say the, is just so subjective though sure that's why we're and, arguing about this <laughs>
1: well i mean i think Welcome when you're to coming the discourse when you're coming down to like what makes a game in its series a core representative of its series
0: i i don't think you can go by popularity but i'm not talking about popularity i'm just saying that like super mario land didn't add anything to mario outside of daisy and it's not okay. about popularity. Like it wasn't. They didn't add Daisy to later games because people loved Daisy in Super Mario Land. The fucking five pixel tall sprite. It's just I it was, love it, Daisy in Super Mario. No, <laughs> it's, it was just a, it was a it was a stylistic choice. It was like it was a developmental choice. Like I'm not just to me when I look at Super Mario Land from every angle. Game, like it is. It is Super Mario Land is a rough game to go back to. I don't know if you've if you've played that game. Like, I, I played was,
1: like maybe five
0: Mario games, honestly. They, God, you are a fucking war criminal! Um, <laughs> the physics are really bad because, like, they hadn't programmed on the Game Boy like actual like jumping arcs. So when you fall, you just fall straight downward. Um, it's a whole, it's a mess. It's it's okay. a love, it's a lovable mess, but it's still a mess. Super Mario well, Land I think Two is even a much if better it's game.
1: still like a bad game, even if it's not popular. It well, it's was not that it's developed. bad. It's that
0: it's that it doesn't add any it's 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 it might as well not exist like it's it's it might as well be non-canon like it's not like it's not core it's uncore. it's re-core re-core is not a core mario game
1: so minish cap is a core zelda because it adds to the lore of why uh rupees and hearts are buried and everything so dumb (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's, that, that's just that's just back canon that's just like that's that's a that's a pretty smart
1: actually but uh anyway
0: uh anyways super mario world yes super mario land 2 no because at this point we get a divergence right like super mario land 2 then goes into super mario land 3 which is wario land and so that goes in its own separate direction like that's not core that's not core mario this um, is the six
1: golden coins one that you're yes, talking about okay. which is a
0: very which is a very good game um, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. As much yeah. as I love Yoshi's Island, don't consider that core Mario. It, Yoshi has his own games,
1: and that was just the first of his own yeah. games. It's not a um, core Mario. The only, the only Yoshi.
0: good Yoshi game started and ended here. Oh my God. Um, Mario 64, yes. Sunshine, yes. New Super Mario Brothers. Yo, fuck these games. Oh my God. <laughs> you fuck the new Super Mario Brothers games. They are so. They are just so bland, and the fucking Koopa Troopas that dance and go wah wah like it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like I fucking like I have I have turned around on new Super Mario Brothers. I used to I used to think the first one was fine. I used to enjoy it. I like the Giga Mushroom that makes you really big and stomp everything. Yeah, but the more of these fucking new Super Mario games they put out, the more I hate them. And I buy them is the thing. Like I bought <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for Switch. And every once in a while it's like, I wanna play some, I wanna play some 2D Mario. And I picked that up. I'm like, why the fuck did I buy this? Alright. Yeah, okay. Mario Galaxy, yes, core. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, no. We just went over this. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yes. Super Mario 3D Land, no. As much as I like three D Land, I'm gonna say that's not core Mario. Well, Maybe it is core Mario, actually. I don't know. That one I go back and forth on. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2 and New Super Mario Bros. U, no. Super Mario 3D World, yes, unfortunately. The worst core Mario game. Um, Mario Maker, no. Mario Run, no. Mario Odyssey, yes. Mario Maker 2, no. Bowser's Fury, question mark. I'm going to say no.
1: Yeah, I think that's a no.
0: I think no, Jeff Grubb, it is not core Mario.
1: It's a tie-in. I, okay, so I don't know. My criteria for a core Mario game would be it features Mario running and jumping through a series of pre-made levels to a story's completion. Like As, That is a very
0: uh, loose... That's a very easy hurdle to jump over for any Mario game.
1: Yeah, but I mean... It already cut out a lot. Like Mario Run is more arcadey. There's no real plot to it, no real end. Mario Maker is just like a, a sandbox where you get to create your own levels. Again, Yoshi's Island doesn't f- feature Mario jumping at all. Just Yoshi. Yes, so. he, he,
0: he jumps. All right? Mario can jump in that man. game. No, but he's he can. Baby. He gets. He can get the superstar, and they become Super Baby Mario, and he can run. And he puts Yoshi in the big shell. The big egg shell falls behind him. So I, 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 it's still just a Yoshi game. So yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's not core <laughs> Mario, but I'm saying that like that very loose, uh, you need more stringent criteria is what I'm saying. you think that's the criteria. You're too loosey goosey. Nah, I, I'm it's accepting I'm... of all these like piss poor Zelda and Mario games. They're you know, great games. Your heart, your heart is too open. No, I to the shoddy craft work of the non non-core mario and my zelda heart games. is open
1: just the right amount i have played all of these zelda games and i know i know what's core and what's not <laughs> you don't know what's core <laughs> i'm in the core minish cap is the canonical first appearance of vati come on oh like and he's he's recurring he comes back he's right a big important player in the zelda
0: canon is vati the rito that i don't like uh no he's like a wizard You're a wizard, Vati. Oh, it's spelled with two A's? It is. Fuck this. All right. Well, glad we could not come to an agreement (laughs) on this. Like I
1: said, everyone is on my side for this. (laughs) Uh, Everyone agrees with me. I have won this argument. I Uh, am always right. (laughs) Everyone
0: thinks I'm the smartest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. Um, where was I? <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, tell me about Resident Evil Seven. Okay, I think I
1: could do that. Uh, man, I need to play more Resident Evil games, dude.
0: It I sound like about you, you. You, you like wh- which are the core Resident Evil games? Let's go down <laughs> and see which ones are considered core. Oh, Resident- is Resident Evil Code Veronica a core Resident Evil game? That one actually is. All right, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two,
1: Resident Evil Three. Yes, Resident no, Evil okay, Survivor. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Okay. No, okay, all right, change your mind. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing this. All right, all right, all right. Well, Resident Evil Seven. Uh huh. But Biohazard, colon, Biohazard, Biohazard, Biohazard. That's right. Um, is really really good. And, and I mean, it's funny to me that I wouldn't have even considered it had I not played through two remake and kind of mm-hmm. thought like, okay. This series has been doing really well. Everyone has said Seven's really good. I guess I'll try Seven, and I fuck—it's amazing. It's just as good as like the rest of Resident Evils. I particularly enjoy Resident Evil for its horror that feels doable. Just because a lot of horror games sort of revel in the sense of you being a panicky mess that can't accomplish anything, uh, and, and Resident Evil seems to understand how to keep it tense. But also make sure you feel like you can progress, and
0: uh, uh, this is just another example of them being excellent at that. Um, um, yeah, I watched you play some of it, and I enjoyed watching you play. Um, it didn't seem as scary as I was worried about it being. Maybe it's just because I wasn't driving, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. When the it's got its moments, but yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, it um, like Resident Evil's horror is mostly set in its uh and it's again it's ability to make you feel tense which is largely centered on like scarcity of resources um and how much you can carry of those resources actually towards the end of game end of the game i was so good at like picking and choosing fights i had so much ammo mm-hmm. uh the survival like, I...
0: horror flaw is that <laughs> every Sometimes player that accumulates happen. all their resources and never uses them and then they walk yeah. into the final boss with way too much shit
1: yeah um and I mean, I did I did pretty good on that end, but I mean, it's it's just a uh, Resident Evils very good approach to like map and dungeon design, um, the sense of like puzzle solving within it, and having to deal with enemies that are in your way throughout. Uh, combined with a story and cast and and frankly, just an aesthetic encompassing all, all encompassing aesthetic that makes you question whether or not this is really made by a japanese team <laughs> if you're unaware uh this is entirely set within like the louisiana bayou yeah with like you know a, a straight up french creole southern family uh who's been sort of mutated and turned into uh, ghoulish uh violent people um and i read
0: later that apparently so still just louisiana folks from louisiana <laughs> bam! Um, wow uh there Ba-bam. goes our there goes our massive <laughs> louisiana
1: subscriber base <laughs> there goes um... our
0: Popeye sponsorship <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh and i had read later actually that this apparently started with a conversation in that team about what monsters in real life would be like as far as like monstrously humans capable of monster sacks. Um and so they sort of came up with, you know, swamp family, sort of hodunk living in the bayou and just I don't know. Listen to Creedus Clearwater Revival, you know. Exactly. Um and yeah, the 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 game sort of pulls a punch away from that to keep within Resident Evil tradition. They're not actually bad people. They've just been infected, mutated, uh deranged by um this psychically enhanced bioweapon
0: yeah um the girl from fear right uh spoilers by the way for resident evil 7 if that wasn't uh, already clear, <laughs>
1: um yeah i mean i'm not gonna give away too much because i do think this game's twist uh it did hit me before the game actually hit me with it but it wasn't too soon it was at like the perfect moment where i was just like oh i'm smart um and i think that's cool i like when media does that uh Man, but yeah, I mean you're just you're you're solving this complex dungeon puzzle box. Uh you're collecting plentiful upgrades along the way and feeling like you're making progress while all the time still terrified of the situation and what exactly this game can do that
0: will surprise you. Um uh, for, I, it, I, I, I wanna there, ask. Yeah. Are the are the puzzles really that complex? Because most of the puzzles seem like, oh, there should be a valve here to turn oh let's go find the valve did i bring say the complex valve back. you said complex
1: I, I guess you're right it's not really all that complex but they're they're still well done they still think, get you exploring and yeah. thinking yeah i
0: think the best set piece in that entire game is when you do the flashback with the dude in like the weird fucking saw ass room yeah which i, I think
1: was the bit you were there for
0: yeah i think that's great i thought that was that was really smart i think we all worked together to like solve it um and the way you figure it out i love interactions like like that's what i like about puzzle games is like when you i mean obviously like this like that's the arc of a puzzle in a puzzle game right it's like i don't know how all this works together and then gradually over time by like you know poking and prodding stuff you're like oh i get it but like the part where it's like Oh, we have to get the spyglass, and it's also super weird because it's like super ostentatious. It's like, oh, there's this animatronic dummy that like needs a pen and like a spyglass and all this shit, and we have to like figure out where all that is. Yeah. Um, and and the and the pen is inside this water balloon that you fill up in the with the you know pipe that's that's coming out of the wall. Yeah. Um, it's very and it, like, and it chi-
1: impales you with the pen. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: It's very chicken with a pulley in the middle kind of stuff. But the part where it's like, oh, you have the spyglass that allows us to see stuff but it's covered in like dirt or blood or something it's like how can Mm we wash it off it's like oh well we can walk through this area that like rains like a sprinkler system down on us oh it doesn't wash it it's like oh but i can hold it up to my eye that's what you have to do you have to hold it up and walk through it and that cleans it like that kind of stuff is really cool it's like making you look at interactions it's like oh we have to do these interactions in a certain way to make it work which is Mm -hmm. i think is really cool in comparison to something like a portal or a witness where it's like you know the interactions are usually the same witness gets kind of out there but like portals yeah. i was like the answer is going to be solved by a portal like it's never not going to be solved by a portal <laughs> They're like what are the tools
1: this game gives you portals well then that's that's the thing yeah oh, okay yeah. cool um yeah um and i like there's another trick that resident evil does that i didn't talk about much when i talked about uh two but i i like how much they've been really going ham on it with these new games where you can examine the items that are in your inventory and you examine them, you get to rotate them. And there's certain items that as you rotate, it'll like prompt you like, Oh, there's something you can do here. And like, say a box that can be opened up or a, a device that turns out, Oh, you can flip it around and remove the battery. And then that battery gets used in something else. Someone played gone home. Yeah. (laughs) It it feels very reminiscent of that actually in, in a very good way. Um, and so, with eight coming out, I mean, I had just thought, okay, I should play seven. I'm starting to really, really like the series more than I did just when I played like the original trilogy way back then. Um, and so, I yeah, I, I've I've been getting back into it. I've been I've been wanting to play more Resident Evil titles and and see what they're all about. And seven's definitely another hallmark. I think I might still like two remake better just because it kind of revels in its map design a little more. Um, And to me, that was like its strongest suit. It really felt like they knew that was its strongest suit and kept, you know, toying with it. Um, But seven still uh, deals in some pretty incredible beats. Uh, I was going to mention one thing that really stuck out to me as far as like how unpredictable, and and how interesting they were really pushing that game, and there's a bit wherein Jack is chasing you. Jack is the family patriarch. He's the really strong, uh, Bayou dude.
0: He's got he's got true dad strength.
1: Yes, extreme dad strength. That man busts through an entire wall at one point. Um, at one point he caught me, and uh cuts off my leg with like a shovel oh man like hacked in yeah with like one fell swoop like like slammed a tip of a shovel into it cut off my leg at like the calf and and, you know character screaming it sort of plays out like a cinematic that's supposed to happen and i've like you're able to crawl forward and even pick up your leg and it does the resident evil thing of when you pick something up you can kind of rotate it and examine (laughs) it put it in your inventory it's an l-shaped block tetris piece (laughs) And and like your character's like, uh huh, like like holding on to his leg. And then it faded out and I got a game over. And it was just like, oh shit. The, it was a neat gameplay moment that it made it feel like normal gameplay that yeah. I was living in, that I was just like crawling to pick up my leg and be like, oh god, it's my leg. Uh right before, you know, it, it just ended up being a game over. And, and I just so didn't expect it sure yeah it's cool yeah um that that's early on enough it's just one example of of like the cool tricks that they pull in this game to keep it feeling as resident evil as possible for lack Mm -hmm. of like a better term
0: yeah no it's uh i think it's really cool one day i'll play a resident evil game now having bought re2 remake twice (laughs) if you do play it i'll watch you. um what do you think of this re4 remake stuff they apparently restarted development on the RE4 remake so
1: my thoughts are still sort of largely unchanged from last time I, I was asked about this um, RE4 is so often held up as like a hallmark as, as a perfect game by many that I'm super curious to see what they could do to even make it better I think the- they probably could but I mean, aside from, like, graphics, which, sure, can always be updated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, I hope I, they I, don't I, remove suplexing and like, <laughs> favor of realism.
0: Yes, like doing a <laughs> backflip onto a zombie. Uh, well, it, it seemed like they had to restart because Capcom... Because it's the same dev team that did three, the three remake, I believe, which I mm-hmm. don't know if it's the same team that's been doing all the remakes, but... Hmm. Apparently Capcom had them restart because the remake team wanted to keep it uh closer in line to the original RE4 and uh apparently Capcom didn't want that. They wanted to keep it closer in line to RE4 because when they diverged with RE3, apparently people weren't happy with it or so they interpret that as like we should stick more. We shouldn't change too much of the formula, but Capcom wants them to like do some sort of major overhaul overhaul um right i think it's really weird now I haven't, I haven't played again i haven't played any of the remakes so but like seven is pretty like there's some campy bits but it's not like super campy are the remakes super campy like compared to how they used to be like is a jill sandwich still they, in fucking they definitely the toned down the camp yeah so because um, like four is like super fucking anime like yeah yeah so it's definitely
1: got its moments so and I want to say grounded. 7, the, the camp sort of comes in where the team couldn't help themselves but, like, reference something a little sure. silly. Like, I don't know, Jack picking up a chainsaw and saying groovy, mm, which, mm. you know, I, I enjoyed. I was like, okay, okay. that's cute. <laughs> it, it, it's subtle. It, it doesn't come in often enough to ruin it, I will yeah. say.
0: Yeah, I'm... uh, So I'm curious. Like, because, like, you know, Leon Kennedy sounds like a fucking, like, b-tier action hero in re4 combine that with you know you're fighting fucking napoleon and shit <laughs> like that that game's kind of weird so i'm curious what they would do tonally to change it yeah And like get rid of all the escort missions yeah
1: okay i you know what that is another big thing that i feel like i haven't really thought about um until i do but it's never like when someone's asked me the export missions could do with some polish
0: yeah. some some yeah. reworking <laughs> i mean you're just basically hiding the president's daughter in a dumpster every time and then taking care of the zombies pulling her out and right it's 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 not fun from what i understand um could be better yeah could be better let's say we ended there on resident evil's talk yeah uh on, shout out to us, lady dimitrescu oh, god was she nine foot nine feet Nine foot four, baby. <laughs> With heels too much. and hat. <laughs> too much. Too much. Too much woman for me. That's, that's the right amount of woman. Uh. <laughs> let's let's end on us agreeing on what are the core Zelda games, which we can agree that Link's Awakening, Oracle Games, Four Swords, and et cetera, do not do not count. Do not count. Oh, but they are. Do not count. I'll let you see You'll see the truth one day, Alex. I, I won't. I won't. But, uh, yeah, so you agree. You agree you believe lies and falsehoods. You got me. Alex, uh, where do people it, find you? People
1: can find me on the Twitter at G-H-O-D-A-N with an underscore. That's Godan with an underscore. Talking about video games and uh, affirming my truth. What are the true Zelda titles? <laughs> my core truth.
0: <laughs> um, and if you'd like to find me shouting at Alex about how he's wrong about what Are considered the core Zelda games. You can find me at Dylan Alvento on Twitter. And if you like this podcast, and you want any of our other podcasts, you can find them at word Video Games uh, on Twitter or games dot com on the internet, or just search Awardcast wherever podcasts are sold. Alex, thank you again. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the dramatic pause. I'll see you later. All right.